Good day to you, podcast friends. Chris here, I'm your host. Welcome to Making Disciples. It's really uh, great to be spending this time with you, particularly as we've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount, well, specifically the Beatitudes, the, the kickoff um, to the Sermon on the Mount. And we've been walking through these blessed statements that Jesus uh, made. We've been looking at blessed are the poor in spirit, Blessed are those who mourn, uh, blessed uh, are the meek, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, uh, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, and today we land at blessed are those who are persecuted. So, we're going to explore that together. And I really hope that you would work with me with this as we look at it, because I think there is a challenge for all of us in this, in asking the question, is this blessed actually for you? Is this actually for you? And does this apply to your life and i think it's one of those blessings that will apply somewhat but depending on where you are and depending on your life and your life experience this is not a beatitude that is essentially for everyone we can apply it we can learn from it but i think there's something that jesus is saying here that applies to a small group of people who really have experienced this so i'm going to tread a little bit carefully work with me with it but i want to explain what is jesus actually talking about when he says blessed are those who are persecuted so let's jump in uh, if you like the episode give do give it a share i love hearing from you guys as well uh, i asked you the question last week if anybody is interested in doing more on the sermon on the mount let me know some of you have done but if you want to hear more on the sermon on the mount in the podcast then do let me know if that's something that you are interested in but here we go today we're going to jump into an episode as we explore blessed are those who are persecuted So let me read to us the whole of this beatitude, Matthew 5, 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Theirs is the, the realm of God, uh, his place, you know, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God talked about in scripture is where God's rule and reign is and his presence is and where his presence is, there's peace. Uh, and there is hope and joy and mercy. Uh, so blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Now, we have to take those two things together. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. And there is persecution that comes because of righteousness. And actually it goes on. There's a second beatitude which comes side by side. So actually the persecuted get blessed twice in this. So in verse 11 it says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they were persecuting the prophets uh, that have gone before you. So there's actually two blessings here about those who insult you and persecute you. But in, in Matthew 5.10 it says, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted because 
of righteousness, because of your holiness, because of the way that you live, because of your faith. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of their faith. Yours is the kingdom. God's presence is with you. Now, there's a problem. There's a problem for us that I want to explore first is this. The problem is, are we persecuted because of righteousness or are we persecuted because we're a pain in the butt? And I ask that because I have come across many Christians in the last few years who feel like they are being persecuted. And the language that they have is, yes, we as Christians, we're being persecuted because of what we believe. And then you start pushing them on what it is that they believe. And actually, uh, it's not that they're being persecuted. They're actually just a pain in the butt. Uh, there's an arrogance behind what they believe. And this arrogance actually comes out in a behavior that is just, they're just a little bit toxic. They're a little bit of a pain in the butt. They're, they're actually probably quite difficult to live with or they're quite difficult to work with. And rather than being somebody who is tolerant, they become obstinate with what they believe and they end up becoming difficult people. And just because you're a difficult person and then you suddenly get persecuted or treated badly because of your your behavior doesn't mean that you're right. So there can be a problem. We Are we persecuted for righteousness or are we persecuted because we're a pain in the butt? Persecution, uh, if you understand persecution is a good thing, because if you are being persecuted, then you 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 must be. If you believe you're being persecuted because you're 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 a righteous person, uh, somebody who is claiming that their persecution comes from because they're a righteous person, they would say things like, "I'm persecuted, therefore I'm righteous." You know, it can become a uh, a way of justifying your behaviour. Well, this is what I believe, and I believe I'm right. And I'm now being persecuted or insulted because of what I believe. Therefore, it confirms I must be right and I must be righteous. Be very careful. Woe to you. Careful that you're not justifying your attitudes because of what's coming back at you as if you think you are right because of the way you're being responded to. Persecution does not mean you are righteous. It may mean you're a pain in the butt. You need to ask yourself the question, am I right or am I a pain in the butt? And it's possible to be right and be a pain in the butt. And that can bring about persecution. And I don't think that's what Jesus is speaking into in this in this at all. Uh, holy people are singly blessed, but but Jesus says you'll pay a price for it. Blessed or holy, blessed are those who are holy, be, uh, be, sorry, blessed are those who are persecuted for their holiness, for yours is the kingdom. Um, this persecution comes at a price because of your holiness. Now, I really want to just underline this for a little while longer. Let me just underline this. Just because you are persecuted does not mean you are right, and it does not mean that you are justified. And I've seen this too often with Christians who are actually toxic difficult, uh, arrogant, um, they have a high posture of themselves, you know, they think they've got the moral high ground, and then when they start being challenged, oh, it's persecution, I must be right. No, 
you're not right. You're just a pain in the ass and people don't like you. We've got to ask this, this question. Am I just a bitter person who uses theology to back up my bitterness and therefore my toxic bitterness becomes persecution or insult? And, and actually, I need to take stock of, am I really in the right place? So I, I need us to be thinking about that because there is a danger that we as Christians, oh, there's persecution, therefore we're right. No, you're just, you're just horrible. You're just a horrible person. Um, so we have to ask the honest question of ourselves. What is it that's really going on? Is this real persecution? And am I actually in the wrong here? And I have a problem and I need to sort this out. Uh, and, and there is a difficult there because we actually can get really stuck in a religious moral high ground over something where we think we know what scripture says and we cling onto it in such a way that uh, I'm not letting go of this because I've been, you know, I've got this conviction. But actually, we, we're just a bit lost in our conviction. Uh, we've, 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 we've got a, a, a theological position that we're clinging onto uh, that actually needs re reassessing. And, uh, or or the way we've been living out our convictions uh, are just in a horrible way and we're imposing it on others who are not wanting to live in that way you know uh, there is a danger I have Christian convictions about the way that I live and behave if I impose those on my neighbours who don't have those same convictions it it can just be horrible for them and you know they've not chosen to live the way that I want to live yeah I start imposing it upon them and and now uh I'm just being toxic to, to people. I'm horrible to people because, you know, I expect something of them that they can't live up to because they've not chosen to. They're not asked to. Um, so we have to really check ourselves on this. Now, I want to look at a couple of things around this persecution stuff. So let's talk about what is persecution. Um, and I think there are two kinds of persecution. Uh, the, it, there's what I'm going to describe as persecution and what I describe as heightened persecution. And... Uh, let's just talk about persecution first. Persecution can be subtle. Um, it can just mean that you get cut out of stuff. Uh, people are going out for lunch at work and they don't take you with them. And it can be really subtle. They just don't take you with them. And they cut you out of uh, things that they're doing. They don't invite you out on Friday night for a work drink because they just don't want you there uh, because of your faith or what you believe or your convictions. So persecution can be super subtle. Uh, it can also be very physical. So there's physical persecution uh, where somebody gets attacked. And, um, you know, we've experienced this in in a number of ways in East London in a number of years. You know, persecution towards uh, people because of their sexuality who have been attacked in the street by, by people. Um, I mean, a physical persecution. We've not really experienced physical persecution towards Christians. Uh, where I live, I don't know about you, I don't tend to see that too much around where I live, but there is that physical persecution where there's physical attack. Uh, verbal insults, now that is something I've experienced a little bit more, I, I was walking through Whitechapel in East London, um, last year I was wearing my dog collar, and I was actually going to East London Mosque to visit uh, Isaac, who's, uh, or Aishak, who's one of the members of staff there, I'm going to go see him, I'm walking through Whitechapel, and this Muslim guy cycled past me, and as he cycled past me, he shouted at me, you're not welcome here really that's interesting isn't it because uh i don't see why i shouldn't be well you know we should be welcoming here. but there was this physical insult 
um, you're not welcome here. And he kind of cycled off. You know, verbal insults can uh, be clear per- persecution, things that are said about us. Uh, and that kind of links to my next point around being a butt of the joke. It is possible to be persecuted, you know, gently persecuted by becoming the butt of everybody's joke. Uh, every time there's a little jab to be made, they make it about you because of your faith. And you become the butt of the joke. And it just becomes this ongoing uh, act of bullying, really. And you become the butt of their joke. And they use it to just bully you and pick on you. And you know, bullying is an interesting thing, isn't it? Because, um, oh, this isn't bullying. You know, it's just banter. Just banter. You know, you know I'm not offending you. Um, I'm just bantering about your faith. Well, actually, there's a fine line between banter and bullying, and uh, and when you're the one on the receiving end, you get to dis- you're the one that decides decides is this banter or is this bullying, because the person giving it out um, often can't uh, judge which way it's you know if you're receiving it, and you feel it's bullying, it, it's going to be bullying. And the other thing that um, can happen with persecution is what I call false ac- uh, accusations. And we experienced this uh, a beautiful lady from my church uh, in the workplace was accused of something that was right out of character. Definitely, you know, it's not the kind of thing that she would do. And she was accused of it. And I really did believe that she was accused of this thing that had happened because of her faith. Somebody decided that she would be a good scapegoat, either because they thought it wouldn't be believed and therefore it wasn't a problem blaming it on this thing on her. Uh, Or they thought actually it's an easy way of getting rid of her. And uh, and I think my thought around this is actually this individual, the way that they behaved and their, the way that morally they behaved uh, probably made them a problem in their workplace because they wouldn't tolerate things that were, were unjust. And because they wouldn't tolerate these unjust things, I think they, they essentially had been picked on and there was this false um, accusation made about them. Uh, and I think it was a way of just getting rid of them because actually this individual wanted to be able to get away with behaviour that wasn't appropriate. Uh, so I think they just took them out. You know, they 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 took aim and used this false accusation, and it was a way of removing them and taking them out. So there's that kind of persecution, that that low level verbal butt of joke, false things said about them, subtle things that are hard to maybe pin down. Uh, that that's what I'd call it low level of kind of persecution, and then there's what I describe as heightened persecution. This is an, where an extreme persecution happens, uh, and it's the kind of thing that we see more in Muslim countries. Um, you know, you hear about maybe in places like North Korea, where actually the Christian faith is being stamped out. It's it's not subtle, and it's not backhanded uh, kind of comments. It is Christianity is being stamped out and we see this in countries like Iraq and Iran with beheadings and um, you know just a couple of thoughts on my mind around this heightened persecution you know I've got to spend time now with believers in Iraq uh, Lebanon Syria and speak to believers who have been on the run from Iran uh, because of their faith and when you talk to them about persecution what they talk about is my family member was kidnapped and beheaded because they wouldn't deny Christ but I remained I did I chose to stay I chose to 
live there and commit to the way of Jesus and count the cost. I t- was in Iraq last year. As those you know, those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a long while will know, I did an episode from, from Iraq. I talked to a pastor whose own son had been kidnapped and then uh, they were being blackmailed uh, to pay up uh, to have this pastor's son returned back to him. And it really was, per- this was persecution. This wasn't just a random kidnapping. This was a kidnap of a Christian child. And uh, this poor pastor that you know, lived for days uh, not knowing where his son was and uh, had to do certain things to get his son back. And, uh, and they, were, as a family, were really persecuted for their faith. And after all of that, you thought, wow, you know, surely you'd get out of there. And this pastor said, no, we've remained. We've stood in. We've counted the cost because following Jesus is worth it. So... Uh, you know, amazing stories coming out of Iraq of people who are staying there. Amazing guy I met who was a shop owner whose shop had been burnt to the ground because he was a believer of Jesus. And he could have said, right, I'm done. I'm out of here. Uh, I can't keep living like this. Uh, and he said, no, he did his shop back up and he reopened. He said, I have chosen to remain. Uh, this heightened persecution uh, that happens very often in the Middle East, uh, where people's lives are genuinely on the line because they follow Jesus. Heightened persecution. So there's different kinds of persecution. And I think we misunderstand the passage if we abuse the word persecute. And there are stories in the world of Christians all over who constantly point out instances where they see the Christian faith under attack from those who um, wear a cross at work and told that they they can't wear their cross at work um, in how that they, they how they see maybe archaeology or religion are taught in schools how faith is taught in schools and Christianity is undermined. They, they, they see that as Christianity under attack. And they claim this to be persecution of their faith. And I would say, actually, yes, Christianity is under attack. The, the, what we see in the media talking about Christian morals and values is under attack. But friends, it isn't persecution. It's not persecution. When Jesus talks about persecution, he's talking about somebody who has lost everything for their faith. When Jesus talks about persecution, he's talking about people that have had to move, people that have lost their life, people that have forfeited education or family land because of their faith. It's cost them everything. When Jesus talks about persecution, he's not talking about being the butt of a joke. He's not talking about... um, Uh, subtle uh, ways that you're cut out of people's lives because of your faith he's Jesus is talking about people who have lost their life now he does say in in verse 11 blessed are those that insult you because of your faith or falsely accuse you of things Uh, but there's a difference between persecution and those that are being insulted and those that are 
uh, being falsely accused of things. So there's a difference. There's uh, in those that are insulted, there are those that are being falsely accused, and there are those who are being uh, false. Yeah, they're basically being persecuted. There's different levels, essentially, of this attack. Uh, so we have to ask the question: Yeah, am I being insulted? Uh, am I being falsely accused? Or am I being persecuted? You know, there are differing levels here. And what Jesus is talking about here is what I describe as heightened persecution, where people have had to go on the run. They've lost their lives. They forfeit their education. They forfeit the family land. There's something that they've had to truly, truly give up for Jesus. So differing levels here of persecution. So I'm going to sip of my coffee. I'm ranting and I can feel it in my throat. <clears throat> so when Jesus says blessed are the persecutors, there's a difference here, friends, between verbal insults, but of jokes, um, you know, the kind of insulty stuff that we might get through to genuine persecution. Uh, so, yes, we may be under attack as Christians, uh, but there's, there's a level of persecution, a level of attack that's drifted into this other realm where Jesus speaks about you're in the hands of God when you are in this place of persecution because of your faith, uh, where things are being stripped from you. So, friends, what I don't want to do is undermine that sense of verbal insult, that sense of being the butt of the joke, uh, that sense of being accused of things that, that you haven't done, that just don't match your character. I don't want to undermine those because actually those things, they are they are difficult to navigate for us as we try to cling on to Jesus in the Western culture. And Jesus references those when he talks about people that insult you. Um, you, you, you are in this, but this persecution that Jesus is talking about is this heightened persecution that is seen in the world where people are losing their lives for their faith. So let's not claim we're being persecuted when actually what we're experiencing is a much lower level sense of persecution, uh, this sense of insult or this sense of Christian faith is under attack. So I just want to kind of level that out for us so we can understand where am I in all of this? What is the difference between true persecution this sense of being under attack so that's what these different levels of persecution that's what's going on so let's talk about the next little thing so what are we called to then as believers what is it that Jesus is calling to and I think what Jesus is calling you and I to is to an endurance to count the cost to count the cost we are called to endure in the face of opposition in the face of insult in the face of uh, being accused of things that are just not true, we are called to endure and count the cost. Now, our responsibility is not to seek out persecution, uh, but be willing to endure wherever trouble uh, comes along when we're committed to our faithfulness, uh, our, our faithfulness to Jesus. So we aren't to seek out persecution. So where you see believers behaving badly, seeking out persecution, because that persecution means that I'm righteous. You know, I got um, I was talking to a guy who um, told me he was a, you know been a street preacher and he would stand there and people would yell at him and accuse him of all sorts of things because he's you know because he was street preaching, and you know I talked to him about you know how did you go about your street preaching? And I'm like, mate, um, when they're yelling back at you, it's because you are yelling at them. 
it's not persecution you're being a pain in the ass by the way that you're standing in the street and you're yelling at people uh, and what you are experiencing back is not justified uh as uh, as 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 your persecution um it it just doesn't add up so our responsibility is not to seek out persecution to do things that cause us to be persecuted because that must show that we're being righteous but we must be willing to endure and count the cost of our faithfulness to Jesus and what that may bring. Uh, so we have to count the cost, we have to endure, we have to run the race to get the prize. And running the race beautifully, humbly, compassionately, hopefully, and in a way that is not um, arrogant and obstinate. Uh, and having a moral high ground um, but actually being people who are compassionate love and caring and uh, willing to serve and, and and all of that enduring the race well so friends I think we really need to check our hearts so uh, when things come up where we think we are uh, being insulted or persecuted I think there's a few things we need to ask is this persecution is this persecution? Am I being persecuted for my faith? Or is this just a difficult relationship? Uh, and is this person just difficult? And uh, I think it's persecution, but Barry over there, uh, he has the same behavior done to him and he's not even a Christian. So is it, that actually this isn't persecution, it's just this person is just difficult. And uh, and actually, do they behave like that to lots of people? It's not just you. So is this just a difficult person? Am I actually a problem? Am I an irritant? We have to ask ourselves. Look, being honest, am I just a bit of a fool? Am I just being difficult to people? Uh, and am, am I actually the problem here? And then I think we have to ask ourselves the question, could I do anything differently without changing my love for Jesus? But could I change something that might actually change the environment around me and the way people are responding to me? Could I change and do something different? I think we have to ask ourselves those questions. And once we've asked those questions and we have a clean heart and we've got clean hands, if we ask, if, if, we, if this is a genuine persecution that we are experiencing, genuine persecution, we are not hard work people we're not difficult people we're not toxic people we, we know we are living Jesus carefully and beautifully and we're still uh, being persecuted for our faith then and only then I think the promise applies and the promise that Jesus gives us is this yours is the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is God's presence and rule and reign on planet earth or in the cosmos you could say the widest understanding of God's creation if we are genuinely with clean heart and clean hands and we are being persecuted then yours is the kingdom of God God is drawing close to you so friends I believe that the blessings of the kingdom are threefold there's three ways of seeing them first it's a present reality god is with us and where his kingdom is there will be peace there will be strength and there will be encouragement it's a day today there will be uh, but there's also that in the future in in the years to come this promise is true as well yours is the kingdom god and your kingdom is breaking through 
around me and in front of me in terms of time and space the kingdom of God is here now and in the year ahead of me and I think also in terms of the eternal uh, God's kingdom realm beyond life on planet earth or whatever that looks like as heaven collides with earth uh, the the promise of the kingdom of God is for us in the eternal times as well so the kingdom is now it's to come and it, it is coming in the future in the eternal world uh, so if you are receiving persecution now on planet earth and it's a genuine persecution if you're genuine uh, faith in Jesus Christ then there is a promise that God will catch you up in the eternal realms in the, in the heavenly realm so there's a promise for the future of life with God so right now it may be hard but there is a time coming when you will be with the divine the promise of God for the future so blessed are those who are persecuted genuinely persecuted because of their genuine faith in Jesus Christ and for those theirs is the kingdom of heaven God's kingdom is breaking through for you so friends wow as we've walked through the blessed the poor in heart the mourning the the meek the mild the hungry and thirsty the peacemakers and and those who are persecuted the kingdom is breaking in for all of those that are downtrodden all those that are being stamped on and stamped out jesus announces you are in god's hands friends may you come to recognize see and receive this presence of God in your life where you are downtrodden where you are stamped on when you are burnt out when you've got nothing left and people are spitting on you insulting you and you're at rock bottom friends you are in the hands of God know his presence know his holding know this upside down flipped kingdom this bonkers realm of God that holds the broken the needy the widow the orphan the outcast the hungry the thirsty the persecuted are held by God not the strong uh, but those that are broken may you know that in your lives this holding of God I pray and I pray that in, in Jesus' powerful, resurrected name. Amen. Friends, grace and peace. And until next time, have a great week. <laughs>